You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. What a do world, it's your boy Greg E. Hill, the culture change agent, man. I'm excited to be here today alive because guess what? Your boy got COVID. Right before Christmas, your boy got COVID. So please keep me, my family, my loved ones in your prayers. Christmas plans have gone astray, but God don't make mistakes. So I'm going to be lonely with my Xbox and all my equipment and gadgets. Uh, But I am available for your FaceTime, people that know me. (laughs) Or hit me up via email or Instagram, slide the DMs, man. Show me some love. Not that type of love, you know. I just dropped a pic with my girl, and this podcast got a lot of my my girl in it. But you you feel what I'm saying. Y'all peek me, man. Yo, I need the encouragement, man. Uh, special prayers out to my boy Dominique Manson and his family. Shout out to you, Queep. Um, as well as so many others, man. Shout out to Larry and Whitney. They just got married. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot has transpired. A lot has transpired. A lot has transpired over the last week or so. But we here now. And as you can tell, my energy is up. It's down. It's all around. But hey, I just want to let y'all know that I'm here. We rocking. Um, this episode is legendary. Shout out to Bass. Shout out to Bree. Shout out to Baby Bass. Um, shout out to Sid. Whoa, again. I can't give y'all enough for for making this classic. Um, and yeah, man, I got so many more updates for y'all coming shortly. Um, the episodes will are coming out. I promise y'all. I know y'all like you keep saying that. I promise you, they are. But COVID and a lot of other stuff has threw me off. But they're already edited. I just want to listen through them all the way through because at the end of the day, people um, hold me to a certain there's a certain bit of accountability I have to the people that I interview as well. And I want to make sure that um, one, as far as when I promote it, I have like the right context and I have the right frame of mind, and, like how we interviewed and things of that nature. But most importantly, um, I just want to I want to approach the process with integrity and I don't just want to release 25 episodes just bound. Nah, I need to listen to them all again. So it's going to be a journey over the next couple of weeks putting them out. So I don't want to make any promises, but just know they're going out in season three. I'm hiring a producer. So if you are a producer out there, I think I already have one of mine. But if you consider yourself a producer um, and I don't really need too much editing, post editing of the show, I do need somebody that's going to listen to the show all the way through. And cut out if I'm like wild out a little bit, but that's what makes the show the show. More so, I just want to keep me on a production schedule, release the episodes, and tag them, and do all that little stuff. So to make sure that the stuff goes out in time, because I'm an artist, I, I I care about y'all, I care about the process, but sometimes dates fall apart, and that is okay with me. But I know I want to make sure in 2022 the way I'm coming, um, 
that is that is is is, is on us on ten. So please bear with me if you are a producer. Send your email to Greg at GreggyHill.com, and we could talk about it. It will be paid. Um, and, and let's let's build, let's build, because I got more shows that I may be able for you to produce. So if you, if that's your interest, um, outside of that, I love y'all. A lot of stuff on the way. A lot of stuff on the way. Y'all be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe over this holiday season. Enjoy the episode, um, yo. And make sure you go ahead and follow me on on Instagram at Greg at GreggyHill.com. I'm gonna be doing a lot more stuff on digital over the next couple months. And yeah, hey, stay safe, hug your loved ones. Hey, love y'all. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. Man, we are here live and direct for the first—I wouldn't say first episode of season eight, but we're gonna treat it like the first episode of season eight. It is nine o'clock on a Thursday, right? I'm gonna walk y'all through this as we kind of set it up and get into the scene. Nine o'clock on a Thursday. I woke up. I did some video editing. I had a session. And then I had an epiphany because first I was about to come and just edit the, edit the podcast, edit the first five episodes of the season and put it out. But I was like, I got to, I gotta before I put out episodes, I wanted to kind of dress like where I've been, like what's going on and things of that nature. And I was like, when can I, when do I have time to do that? And I was like, shoot, I got time today. Because first, real talk, and our girl's going to be listening to this, um, we were going through some stuff. So I was like, yo, I texted her. I was like, yo, what, we have a date night plan. Nah, she had other plans. So I guess God moved in serious ways. I'm like, what am I doing this evening? And I thought, I was like, yo, I want to go ahead, because a lot of stuff's been on my, my spirit lately. I said, I want to go ahead and record it, get it out before we actually really start this next season. Um, I called Bass around too. Mind you, and y'all heard it on the podcast for one of the busiest mans ever, called, answered on like the third ring. It was like, yo, you free tonight? With a baby, with a newborn. So shout out to, shout out to Mama Bree for allowing him out the house. To a certain degree, uh, <laughs> let her tell it. <laughs> so today I called him like, yo, I need you tonight, bro. I need you to come through and record. Then I hit Sid. I hit Sid before that. I was like, yo, I want you to kind of be in the mix too, help out with the audio, but also to add some color commentary. I hit Woe, like I mind you. And I'm going to unpack this whole thing. It's been a year since me and Woe didn't talk on the phone. Hit text Woe like, yo, Woe, I'm mixing, bro. What you doing? I'm in Charlotte. He was like, hey, can you come record? He's like... Bet we on the way. Like so, all this happened out of nowhere. All the energy, the essence, and I'm really it it it, it comes full circle. Why these brothers are in here? How we about to unpack certain things, man? Um, so I'm excited about this show, and it's going to format's going to be a little different. I got my brother Marcus Bass. He's going to be the the key interviewer um, with me, kind of unpack some stuff. We going to riff. Uh, more context. I was in his wedding. Um, as well as roommates for a couple years. And Sid's my current roommate, knew him since high school. So it all makes sense now, man. So on that note, we about to jump into the show. Let's get it. Oh, man. G <laughs> Hill and the Fleazy <laughs> for the 2020 Wheezy. Yeah. It's been a long teasy. It's been a minute, man. Glad to see you back in the zone. Yeah. Um, we've been anticipating this. The people been hungry. Hungry, um, and this anticipation has been building, man. December 2020, you 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 left us in that place, man, and look at where we've been so far. Yeah. Pandemic, life, everybody been growing, trailblazers across the country, probably doing crazy things right now. And in this moment, uh, when you're coming back, starting off the new podcast season, one thing that's on everybody's mind is who is Greg Hill at this point in this process? Yeah. Who is G? Yeah, and the, and the crazy duality is like. It's, it's always hard, specifically in this moment, because 
me, like, we've been in contact with last year, like, doing the work with it, with Advance and um, Carolina and North Carolina Black Alliance. So we've been in contact. My church fan, we've been in contact. Sid, I live with Sid. But it's like, I go through certain seasons and we'll get to it where, like, I'm, I'm insular. Like, my church family, my direct people that I'm working with, and that's it. And that kind of goes into who I am, man. One, Greg E. Hill. One, I'm an artist. Like, I'm a, I'm a real artist. I'm real sensitive about my work. So, I mean, I started this journey seven years ago, um, this podcast journey. Before, a lot of, there was there was no black podcasters, specifically no black male podcasters with sauce. They weren't talking about like sports or entertainment. I was like one of the first ones. So throughout this period, you know, I was 24. Now we're going on, nah, I'm 32. Ah, we 32, right? We were just flat. We were just, in the, just the bros at A&T. And now we like, it's a whole different scenario. So... One, I'm an artist and I'm deeply sensitive about my work, but I'm also deeply sensitive about like people and energy and kind of just to jump right into it. Cause I know we got, we got our talking points to jump right into it, man. Like, um, man, so much has happened over the last couple of years. You're dealing with COVID, um, dealing with just a lot of stuff, man. So yeah, man, if I had to answer that one, um, artist too sometimes i can be a, a, a tortured soul not in like a very dramatic way but more so like i really i really do like if something's not right or if something's not clicking i'm not gonna be in, on nobody's podcast i'm not gonna be speaking on nobody's stage i don't i don't do that um i still gonna put in the work but i'm really i'm really sensitive about certain things man and i really for me to kind of take take steps forward one i have to see growth for myself like and and I get I get to it like my whole life I've had series and you knew me since since college and that's when it kind of began where I had very high highs and very low lows I would have two years I'm on the map and a whole year like I'm I'm just out of it and I think one thing that that helped me the reason how I always come out outside of God is one when I have a when I get refocused and I, my vision changes. Um, but two, it's like, sometimes you need solitude. We might always oh, just talking about it the, the other day. Like we live in a culture where there's no solitude. Like people will intensely post, people will still be engaged or trying to do stuff there. But without solitude, sometimes you can't reflect and see how far you've grown or how far you need to grow. And I think over the last year and change, I it was, it was kind of startling when how much I have changed over the last eight years, man, when I first started the podcast, but also too, um, and we're going to, I get, we're going to jump into it, how much farther I needed to grow. Yeah, no, no, that's real. I think um, growth in this period, like approaching the, the, the main thrust of being an adult, mm -hmm. everybody's got swift transitions and we all handle it differently. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of mentioned like a step up, step back. We all do it. Um, it comes across, though, when you're in the spotlight in a real way, when you take yeah. time off and come back in. Um, and in your experience, like, where does that come from? Why do you think you kind of mentioned a little bit like kind of being in the front and then kind of taking a little hiatus in this point, in this time, um, jumping in and out? What does jumping in mean? Mm -hmm. You know, what did the jumping out mean and, and bring us to, to how we are getting this new season? Yeah. So, man, that's a that's a great Great layered way, man. I think at the end of the day, it's crazy. I talked with it over a deep conversation with my girl a couple of days ago. I think the core of it all, not to get too meta, but growing up, right? Kid, tall kid. Um, I wouldn't say I, I had some sauce, but not really no sauce. Um, I had about four braces. I was just a tall, dark skinned kid. And that's when dark skin was not in. I tell the story all the time dark skin was not in. Um, 
Like it wasn't in Durham, North Carolina. You like you, you won't you won't win it like that. So I wasn't a fighter. I wasn't soft, but I wasn't no hardcore dude either. I was I was funny, but I wasn't a comedian. I was like just trying to find my way. And then you know, go get braces, and you get a little glow. You still tall. You hoop a little bit. And my whole life, I've always been trying to like find my way. Like, am I the guy that needs to be in front? Am I guy that feels better in the back? And I think a lot of times too, with my anxiety, like I did, I have a lot of mental health. Sometimes, not I wouldn't say issues. It sounds different, but yeah, I have mental health issues, right? So I, there's certain amount of things that I need to be in place in order for me to function the way it needs to go. And a lot of times when you're in front and you care about people, that means if you called me, I didn't call back. Or if something happens like that, I'm the type, like, I'm in my head about it for a whole month. Like, damn, I ain't called Marcus back. Marcus might be upset with me, blah, blah. How can I be on a podcast and I do X, Y, and Z? Like, and I'm real meta with that. So I think it took a, it's, it's been taking a while for me to mature in a space where... One, I can own certain things and move ahead of it, but so, but to, to be direct, pop, I popped out one because I know the media you've seen. Um, we came; it was a whirlwind, right? Uh, last year, before this first year off, we took a, we was another year, right? Another year in the mix that we didn't do any podcast shows, and that year was because um, I was in a weird place in my business and career. You know, you left, you you was living with me, like yo, you there was you paid your rent on time. I didn't. A lot of the times, right? Like it was, it was, it was that. Like it was a lot of stuff going on, and you know, you starting on your own, you just trying to make it. And when you realize, you feel like you got that talent, but the checks ain't coming in just yet, and they coming in and not in the market you really want to go in. Then dealing with a relationship where it was, it was very tough on me as a as a man because, and I'll be honest, and, and this is this is the whole realm of this podcast because I want to give y'all full context, right? Before even I came back on the scene, I was in a relationship where I wasn't bringing in no bread. Like, and then once once you moved out, you got married, moved out. Like, I had to make a decision: either go. I'm just I'm 27 years old. Go back at home or partially live with your girl. I, I I was living with my girl, low key. Not low key. I was, and in a sense, I'm not in the whole the whole relationship piece, man. Like. How how can I be on a podcast? My no trouble is a podcast recording, but I'm like I'm not bringing nothing to the table at this point. Like I was aimless. I remember, and I talked about it before, like months on end where I'm just showing up in the library, and I don't know what to do. I'm applying for jobs, but I'm overqualified for some, underqualified for some, so I don't know where I fit in with that. Then the podcast stuff, I was like, well, they ain't really bringing in nothing. Speaking is like what I didn't feel my confidence, my aura, my frame wasn't in the place to speak on stages, so. And for me, sometimes it takes time. So one month go by, two months, six months. During the day, I'm just in the, I'm in the library, like just trying to figure out life as a 27 year old man who is living with his girl. And that pressure and that strain that I put in that relationship ended up causing us to to, to break. Right. And the crazy thing is, that's right before the web production. Shout out to my boy Mike and Mike Farrell, 27 man, I love him to death, man. Um, that popped off right before we got back mixing uh, the, the work that we've done with Advanced Carolina, et cetera, when they see us vote, that popped off. Everything was just popped off right during the midst of the breakup, like right before. And in my head, I was like, I felt, I felt weird because I know I did so much damage, just not really in it. And I wasn't my full self in it. And she held me down. But the damage was so much where by the time I came up, it was it was irreplaceable at the time. And at the time I wasn't mature enough. So I said to say, 
how during that season, that was a whole year, year and a half where I'm just like, I'm on the edge. I'm, I'm like, who, who am I to, in my head, like, who am I to get on the podcast night in and night out and talk to folk? Who am I to be on social media for what? Like, so I went through a lot, man, and to this day, like, so the transition, just to set the full context, I'm not, I, I, we left that relationship. Um, and then from June to July, like right before, this is prior to the first three episodes coming, um, we was moving fast. Like, yo, so I go from not, not even leaving Durham for a couple years. Like we went to Charlotte a couple times, not leaving to now we got the funds and we got the opportunity to travel and explore. So peak COVID, y'all saw me online, Miami, ATL. Houston, anywhere, getting the interview and like the momentum was rising um, until, and, I, and I'll share this story. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, when I get to talking, I over, overdo it, but that's what I do. Until the moment where I realized I had to slow down. Like I was in Houston, I was with Frank, Tim, my line brothers, and like I was just, we were out, just we were out mixing. No, we went no before we mixing. We hit the hookah, hit other things. We we, we turned up. And then I'm in a um what am I? What I, I I had the Camaro with the with, with the Hemi. So I was I was at the full in Houston, boy. H-Town. Had to had to uh yeah, H Town, H Town. I had the pop smokes going, rest in peace, pop smoke. Like I was like, yo, we we mixing, like we had interviews lined up, the momentum was crazy. We go out to the club and I'm toasted. I'm at the bar and I'm just done. And instead of like, I've never done this before. But I didn't want to be in the club, so I went to the car. But the dangerous thing happened when I was in the car, I actually turned the ignition on. And I was like, luckily, they like Frank, Killian, shout out to Killian, they found me and they got pictures too. They found me in the car with the ignition on, not going, and I was asleep at the wheel. And at that point, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's when the music stopped. Like, it was like, you go from breakup, now you out. To immediately out, now you're flying everywhere. And it was cool. Like you're flying everywhere, you're interviewing people, all this other stuff, but you're moving so fast that you had the audacity to get behind the wheel of a car. You've never done nothing like that. Get behind the wheel of a car, you would have died that night. Period. There's no way I would have survived. And then that was the wake-up call. I had Frank and them. They lift, they, they that man, shout out to them. They took me, drove me to the hotel, walked me up, like, it was like, not walk me up, but an elevator up like 12 flights. Got me in the room. I woke up. I was I was in the bed, and they were they were they were uh, they went home or whatnot. And I was like, "Yo, first of all, I'm too grown to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> like that's not cool." And then second, I was like, "If I continue on this path, like, what are you running from? What what? Why are you moving this way? Like, what what are you doing that?" So I said that to say we jump in sponsorships. We outside of Scotch Porter, man. They were our first sponsor for season eight. We come a year and a half off. Got sponsorships. Your wife agreed to be the first person on the show. Like, Lil Bree Newsom came in throwing heat. And then December game, and then we was out the game. And I guess we'll unpack it there. So, Man, um, you unloaded a lot. I think one of the things that reminds me of, and I know a lot of people that are used to the podcast, uh, used to the brand, they know that authenticity is what drives all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put it out there, you put it out there in a very real way. Um, and we always see the highs. Everybody always celebrates the highs. And in this case, like you were really self-examining and then sharing in a real way, um, not even necessarily the lows, but the parts that are not as high, or in some cases, the part that are as high. Yeah. Um, talk about in this kind of transition between that moment to right now, kind of fresh off of all of this kind of peak season in the midst of COVID wilding, and then coming back to the moment where you needed to slow down and kind of bring your full picture. 
Um, how did you know you needed to make sure that this did not drop? That you kept, uh, even in this moment of, of kind of challenge, mm -hmm. you kept the brand going. You saw the, the necessity to continue to be authentic, even in this moment right now. Um, what drives it? I think at the core of it all, man, like, one, I noticed, I noticed something was a little off when, just like audio, I was peaking too high. Like there was, I was, I was hyper emotional on certain moments. Like even, even there was a great, great moment. I forgot. And what was with me at the crib? There was a moment like we had just did a, a God got us or something. And then that next, like, and it was an like hour. The next day, I was just in tears. Like I couldn't. And I was like, Why am I so emotional? Like why things are working out in my favor? Like why am I feeling so tight? Like why am I like really in this in this space? So then we look at December. We we released that, and then. I had to think about it like COVID is here, right? So COVID, I'm just coming off a breakup. And then now around that same time, that's when I met my, my current girlfriend. And man, she's been a breath of fresh air. Um, but then also too, my brother, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch into it. My brother, um, he got into a situation where he's in, he's in, he got incarcerated. Um, and it was around that time, we didn't know how much time he was gonna get. And I remember you and my roommate at the time, like he had, my, my dad had bailed him out. He was just, he was at the crib just trying to figure stuff out. And our whole family was in a weird place. Cause like, I'm, I'm 32, my brother's 21. And he was facing some big time. And then around that time, um, he had got 15 years, a hard 15. We had a baby. Oh, now I got, a, I got a nieces on the way. A lot of stuff happening. And I'm thinking like my whole world, and it didn't happen at once, but over time, like that weighing on me with that, then my brother going through that, and then I had a personal situation, which I'm not going to talk delve deep in the podcast. But even my relationship, there was some stuff that I've never been through in my entire life that I, at the time, I didn't know how to process. I didn't know how to process. But in my head, I said, I knew I would be back at some point, but I just didn't know when. But I knew this time, A, I wasn't going to check out like and just be roaming the streets. Like There's been time I checked on life, I'm roaming the streets, so I'm walking through bridges like I'm just a nomad, like literally, like that's that's the key. But during that time, I was like, nah, it's gonna come back. And luckily I had people like my brother Mike, people like yourself, that I was still working, still in the lab, but I said I knew I had to be insular. Like I just had to have working with y'all, working with the church. I couldn't talk to anybody else because in, in my head it was so, I'm thinking like, yo, who am I? I, I my whole core of me at that moment, I'm gonna bring y'all to December, like right there, the core of me was challenged on a level I never got challenged for in my life. I got a, my my brother. I'm 11 years older. His situation was so out the blue. So many people were involved. We on the news. It's, it's just all crazy. And I'm like, you the same guy. You on all these stages. You 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 the culture change agent. And your little brother is 10 years older. Like what what did you do for him? Like who are you? And then in the fact the stuff that we were going through with my relationship and things that happened. I had to, I questioned my whole psyche. Like, what, what is going on? Like, so I said, I can't honestly continue to push out work. I need to take a step back. And I thought it was going to be a month, but it turned out many months. And then, and slowly but surely, we've been able to kind of get back. But I said, this time when I come back, one, I'm still learning how to balance even having a relationship and doing what I do. Because people that know me, that read my books, they know that when I, when I committed something, I'm a maniac with it. Like I'm, 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 I'm all in. I will, I will not sleep. I will do it because I don't have. God's given me a lot of talent, but I don't have the talent to coast and do it. I have to. I, that's that's what gets me riled up. 
But then having a relationship, somebody else you have to be involved with and, and grow that, I never, I didn't know how to do that. And also, too, this ego involved with that, too. It's like, hold up. You, in the, in the space that I'm in, like, you the dude, you can't really have no, it's like, yo, women is right here. That's your core constituent. Something like, it's cool. They want to see married brothers, but they like single brothers, too. So it's like, it's a lot of stuff that's in your head. So, yeah, man, I think coming in this time, I wanted to say, and me and Sid talk about it all the time. We're going to bring them on shortly, but I want to enter everything in a righteous way. And until I felt that I was in a real place, not in like, you know, sometimes, oh, now I'm back. I wake up, I run two miles, I call everybody like, I've been there before. A little, oh, yeah, I'm back. I ain't depressed no more. I'm not this. Nah, uh-uh. No, I had to sit in there. Yeah, I gained 25 pounds, 25, 30 pounds. I was like, I didn't like the way I look. I didn't like the way my clothes fit. I didn't want to be in nowhere. I was like, who is this guy? Energy's low. I'm hitting Dame chicken and waffle every day. I'm editing a video, hit that. You know, Dame, Dame's was coming every single day. Eight piece Popeyes, you name it. Let's get it. Like... I just let let it all go, and slowly but surely, um, I said, "Yo!" And in a day, when I return, um, I'm gonna return righteously. I'm gonna return in a real way, and I need to see certain things in my health that I need to change. Um, I need to see certain things in my relationship that needed to change, um, and I need to see certain things in my my friendships with my brothers that needed to change. Like I can't come back if I'm not like me and me and Will built a lot over the last year. I can't come back. And I'm like, not me and Sid, like we we when we when we first um got the apartment together, like we had we talked about other, we had a vision of like we gonna collaborate, join forces. We we never lost the core, but we weren't in sync. Like I I'm I'm not gonna start anything and, and I learned this from ET, I'm not gonna start anything when everything else is disarray. Because then that's just that's not nothing righteous, no framework that's not gonna last. So I said I'm gonna give myself time and I knew that people around me that love me that that really know me, they know that they was gonna give me the time. And that's one thing that always I'm so grateful for. Even the podcast listeners, man, like I never got any negative emails. I got over a thousand like text messages, calls, emails throughout this whole time. I never got any negativity because they knew that, yo, just give me, I'm not, just give me the time to breathe. Like, because I'm a manic depressive. Like I'm, I'm very, like, and if I don't have certain routines, like when my brother, all this other stuff, that threw off my whole routine. So if my routines are not locked in, I'm going off the deep end. I will, I'm the guy, I will be in my room for weeks on end. Like that's that's the type of dude I am. So as I grow mature, I said when we come back, not only are we gonna break this uh, the podcast to the next level, but I want to make sure that the other stuff that we're working on, I'm creating the energy, I'm just giving the life to people is on a different level, because that's what that's what makes the podcast or anything special. Not just I'm on the film and then after whatever. No, like what makes Greggy e. Hill me? Because when I'm in my right frame, when I'm in a room, you know it. When we talking about ideas, I'm not just like. Going with the flow back and forth. I'm really like, yo, let's do it. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, and we're going to do it. Like, join me at the polls. We didn't just talk in high level. No, we did it. Next week, we did it. But if I'm not on that type of time, then who? What, why should I be in front of people? There's enough people just in front of people doing whatever. So in my head and my conviction, is when I say pop in, I, hope, I encourage everybody, when you pop in, don't, don't lock back in just for, like, what, what's your post? What's your reason? And now I'm reinvigorated. Um, and we'll talk about why I'm reinvigorated to kind of um, come back with the, not only podcasts but other other platforms because one, I had a great support system, people around me. Two, I had people that even if I wasn't in contact with, they believed me. They knew I wasn't just them, but it was like, yo, I'm going to get myself together so I can be the best version of myself, which will allow my relationship to be the best version of what they need to be. Man, G, you dropping gems. Um, I'm excited. I think Sid is going to come in um, and really kind of pivot us to from the, the past year and a half yeah. 
to really like this past year, six months coming in, um, sharing everything about mental health, being authentic. Uh, everybody's so caught up with celebrity now, right? Like everybody wants to be in this space where um, we get to see and examine every aspect of everybody's life. And I think the ability for you to recognize those moments where um, just by virtue of doing the work that you're in, you don't doing it for celebrity, but the exposure and the content puts you in a space where you got to recognize when it's time to pull back. And I think, you know, just from the outside looking in, seeing what uh, you produced, even in the hiatus, seeing the content that was grinding from all different angles, it was never a complete fall back. Yeah. It was a step back. Yeah. And um, I definitely, you know, sense in this kind of element that we're in right now, people are starting new stuff. Yeah. People are going um, with the foundation that they had and creating something even better than where they were. And, and every step of the way, it's never been a complete fall back. It's been a stepping back, reassessing, coming forward. And that's just real, man. Does that land on you in a real way? Do you feel like you are, anytime you step back, you are um, l losing something? Or do you think it is like a kinetic energy to where you can pick right back up when you man. jump back in? At the end of the day, I think, I think over time, I'll be honest, though. I think you do lose something. To a certain degree, you lose something. Some some stuff is meant to be lost, but I do realize, just like Samson in the Bible, you're only gonna give me so many shots. I'm I, I'm I'm a believer. Like God's gonna give me a lot of shots, but if if I continue to dim my light, if I continue to hide, God can take away that talent. He can take away all that. So I do believe you do lose it because I don't want anybody to think you can just all you can do that. But the bounce back, it ain't the same. <laughs> it ain't the same. Like it ain't the same. But I think what I do gain, what I did gain rather, and I actually want to take a step because I think what, what hit him hit from the most, it was a moment uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, me and, me and my girl, we were just, we were having, we were in a, in a, in a, in a special space. We were talking, and you know, you're a married brother, so you know all about that. We're in, a, we're in a deep space. And she said something that really, it hurt, it hurt the time, but it was so real, man. Like, she was like, I love you, but I don't know if I like you because I don't know who you are. And I was like, what do you mean, bro? Like, I, like, the stuff, like, me and Jamila, we never went nowhere. You, like, we done been in Colorado. We done went there. We done did anything you need. I'm always going to make sure I get, I'm, I'm like, I do everything. I sacrifice you. How can you say, why, how do you, you love me, you don't like me. Like, I don't know who you are. What do you mean? You read my book. Oh, you know, she didn't really mean the book. Like, she was just trying to get me, so she bought the book and it never, but... It was like, how do you not know who I am? But then that's when I had to think about it. I was like, during that time, because I had to make a decision during the hiatus too, because I was ready to leave the podcasting world, leaving public speaking forever. I was like, yo, I'm going to work on my independent projects. I got a good media mind. I can consult. I can still make good bread. And I'm going to call it a day. Like, I don't want to deal with that pressure. I don't want to do that. But then I realized like, the core of me, that's what made me me. Like, that's, that's, that, that, is, that is my core. And that's what attracted her to not just the, the fanfare, but that's what tried to hurt me. Like, the, so what I, I thought I was doing by being a man, all this other stuff. Nah, I became somebody else, and it shocked me. I was like, it's even. That's why I, even in my relationship, I can't hide. I can't hide if I want to have a full marriage or be a father. If I'm like, if I'm dim and light, if I'm like, I'm playing small because it does, it just it starts with oh I'm not gonna do a podcast. Then it leads to other opportunities come and I ain't gonna do that. Then it leads to oh trying new things as far as restaurants, going new places. You ain't trying to do that because you are you are playing. You are so small. You're afraid of everything. 
So that's when I realized, and that's, that's what it hits on, is anytime, any area of life when you're when you're playing in a small space where you're afraid, it's going to go into all facets of your relationship. And when you're with the right person, they'll be the right person to be like, hey, because she could easily be like, I'm receiving all this stuff. I'm just going to do whatever. She was like, no, I don't, I don't like you. And that hurt. I'm like, I'm thinking about marrying this girl. Like, she looked at me and it was like, yo, it was recent. I was like, damn, I don't like him. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, what do you mean? But that it had me really wake up. And that was the last point because I was clicking in the right direction. But then this was like, go off, like, yo, remember who you are. Remember you're a genius. You like, this is win, lose, or draw. You got to show up. And I think that's, that's what it sent to me. So um, let's go ahead and bring Sid on, man. And because I, I, I want to ask this question. Um, so say ready? Are you gonna test them? You good? good? All right, so you can move on. So first, um, I didn't even do introductions, but Marcus, executive director of, um, I want to make sure I get it right because I know there's a lot of red tape in it. You're executive director of Advanced Carolina, yep. and deputy director of North Carolina Black Alliance. Yep, and yeah. Sid is the the founder of Sydney Evans Audio. Um, does anything audio related, man? All this other stuff in the bigger context. These are both my brothers. And my roommates in the past. See it. <laughs> so, as before we even jump into that, I do want to ask y'all questions, man. Like, from y'all perspective, because y'all see me, but what what is y'all takes during my hiatus? Is it actually living with me in those times where you seen the good, but you seen not say bad, but the challenging moments? Like, I'm start with you, Bass. Um, yeah, man. Like, what what from your perspective from the questions that we were already shared and whatever? Like, what what jumps out to you? Um, man, first and foremost, it's it's. I think I have a creative spark in me. Mm-hmm. At times, I can be creative when I need to be, especially if I'm, you know, getting ready for a presentation, talking to funders, talking to groups of people. You know, I can turn it on and off. Um, and then there's moments where I feel like I'm not as creative. I, 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 so I know I have uh, elements of creativity. You are creative. Mm-hmm. It comes out in everything. Uh, seeing you in uh, spaces where you were planning conferences, um, hitting the podcast interviews three times a night, seeing that high output, it let me know that you can't sustain that consistently because you lose um, the level of self-wellness. I didn't have the language for it then. I'm I'm growing that language now. But so many times, man, I think um, high achieving, A-type personality, and you're creative and you know how good you could be because you've done time and time again, created businesses, built brands. You are consistently competing with yourself. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing as a creative. And to see that firsthand, it gave me motivation. It gave me grind. And then to see uh, you at your limit and then go to these moments of, of exhaustion, you know, I mean, you could tell when somebody's going through it. You know what I mean? Just you don't have to have a long, drawn-out conversation. If I'm hollering at you every morning before you dip out, hollering at you when you get back in, you could just tell the tempo is off after one or two minutes, or so just a few seconds. Um, and at the same time, I think as black men, we are still learning. Um, we're learning how to be uh, open and realizing ourselves, let alone being able to talk to another man about what's happening. But in the same sense, being uh, like-minded, being of the same kind of spirit, you know, you can always tell when there is, you know, more left in the tank. Mm-hmm. You never came across as being on empty and was always grinding out. And so I think being in the space, living with you, man, um, it came across in a real way how hard you grind. 
And at the end of the day, when you keep pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and you're not pouring in, pouring in, pouring in to that same level, because you took, you know, you enjoyed yourself, you took breaks, but at the same time, not at the same level that you were working. Um, somebody just told me, shout out to Dr. Margaret Brunson. Um, she's um, doing a retreat for us, talk, kind of talking about wellness. And she lives by this saying that a lot of us um, rest from a place of work. We have to get in this process of working from a place of rest, right? So we get so tired or we work so hard till we get tired and then we fill that battery back up um, by resting or doing something. But oftentimes we don't get all the way back to 100. Yeah. We get to 25 and then we burn 50% more. <laughs> yeah. And so I just think that's a perfect example of what you were going through. Like all the successes burn you out. I mean, as much as it's a high, it's also a low because you got to re- you got to re-energize. And I mean, at certain times, being at that level, operating at that level, man, seeing it land and then seeing you bounce back, it was inspiring. And then at the same time, you know, I can see how much it takes out of you because I saw what you put in. Yeah. What about you, Sid? So uh, just to reiterate the question, just, just my experience with, with Lilo. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy because like when like Bass and Greg uh, previously were roommates, me and Greg are roommates, Greg are roommates now. And when we got this spot, man, like the energy, just the... It, the, the way the process happened from us being like, we, we want to live together to us moving in, actually moving in was the quickest process yeah. <laughs> uh, that you can imagine that you think like, okay, whatever is about to happen, it's going to happen fast and it's going to happen now. And once we moved in together, it the complete opposite of that happened. <laughs> it, this, the script flipped so quickly. Like I was going through my struggles as far as my physical health, which led to struggles with my mental health. Um, Greg was on a hundred. This is the time where we're kind of, you know, COVID was a real thing, but like people were still like, starting back to get to travel. He was going to Houston, LA, um, other places, recording, doing all this content. Like he's on 10, he's on And 100. the goal was with Sid to be the whole time yes. to be the right hand with the audio, but then like. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it didn't work out that way. Like, and, and when he, you know, outside of him traveling, him coming back. You know, we have interviews at the crib and I'm like, I'm, I'm in my room. We had like a dedicated room where we, we like, well, we're going to go down. Everything, the, the magic is going to happen in this. And I'm hearing the magic, but I'm in a physical or mental state. Well, I can't, I literally could not participate. And so going through that, it's just like, as I slowly started to rise and we through the help of Greg, um, Mike, who we mentioned earlier in the podcast and Walt, our, our group, who we go on our fellows retreats with, like, we went on that. I'm, 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 I'm like, okay. I need to get back to myself. I need to get back to being Sid. I'm, I'm on the way up, and and Greg is on the way down. So it's like, as I'm coming back into form, he's like going to his mode, his hiatus. And you know, for those who have known Greg over an extended period of time, like he goes in and out of these these seasons where, um, and we and we kind of got a, like a running a gag between us. It was just like, well, it's two things really, just. You're gonna pay one way or another. Yeah. So and and everything you do, do it righteously. Yeah. So um, I, I never really like hearing him speak today about it. At, at that time, I didn't really connect the dots or whatever. But just knowing Greg, I'm like, when that moment is supposed to happen for him, when he's supposed to be in the mix, you know, he he feel he has the confidence. He feel like it's there. It's righteous. People are gonna connect with it. But behind the scenes, if if, if if you know if home not taken care of, he's going through something. He can't just put himself out there and, you know, just be this figure, um, have this avatar do whatever and then go home. And it's just like he's not living in that same energy. So and I, and I told Baz when we were setting up here, um, we kind of laughed about it. It was just like 
the best way to get G to do things <laughs> is to not bring it up at all. Like, let him let him come. Like, you know, we got these grand plans. Like, we, you know, we briefly started the podcast network. We're doing interviews. We're supposed to do a, a, a political podcast with Bass. Like, we got the needle moving on these things. And everything just got put on hiatus. And to fast forward into now, it's just like, it, it took me time to get back to myself. And I, I to be, even though I thought I was ready at that time to jump back in the mix, I wasn't fully ready. I needed more time. Um, Greg G was going through what he was going through. And like in this season for us to just, you know, I, I could just tell by the energy of, we just came back from a fellows retreat. Um, you know, Greg, once he started posting them stories, 5.30 and runs, once he, you know, I'm hearing him, he, he, I hear him record, I'm doing whatever. I'm like, man, he, he getting back in the mix. Then we start having these conversations and today, like this just happened on a whim. And I'm like, I think, I think this is the, at that moment that we, all, we envisioned and that we thought was there that wasn't really there. I think the moment is now. And for this, like just this serendipitous moment to kind of all come together, um, you know, me doing things as well, interacting with him. He, he's shooting stuff. I'm editing it for the podcast. We're doing whatever. Like, geez, you know, I edited all these videos for the podcast. We've been sitting on them for a year. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, what's going on? Um, and for now to really be putting it out and for us to be doing this, I, 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 I'm a believer just everything it happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just forever grateful because it's like, and for everybody, for all my people listening and, and watching, it's like, it's the small things that, and you're, and you're like, you have to look for the things and your people you're around to get inspired for. Like, don't. It's not always them walking up Bass like, hey, Greg, pick yourself up. I don't think Bass ever in his life, I don't think so. I don't think he ever sat down with me and had a call. It's like, because he's a guy, I live by his action. Like, win, lose, or draw. I never knew what Bass would have, could have been going through, whatever. But Bass, one thing, he always showed up. He was still on calls. He was still mixing. He was still on the road. Even when he could have been going through absolute hell. I could see it in his eyes like, yo, this ain't it. But he's still moving. He mixing. He didn't stop. So I'm like... That encouraged me not to give up, like unpull the whole plug. It's like, yo, I'm in the house. I said, bad win, lose, or draw. Hey, he's there. And then Sid, even in his journey, his health journey, and even what what he was doing as far as commitment and becoming a, um, a vegan, and just his his purpose and his and his his righteousness and that, and seeing how he how he kind of grew and changed. And even our conversations just kept kept the the the, the spirit kind of alive mm -hmm. and seeing that it's like yo that's motivating and that encouraged me because one area of my, my journey I talked about was my health because confidence is everything and I just say I never there was maybe one point I was approaching like not a dinosaur body I was like really jacked but outside of that I've always been medium but it's like yo you put on 30 40 pounds like especially I'm not used to like that you used to be a big like you got that swag you can do it hey. but when you skinny and not not used to being big you just feel always feel like you should not be mixing like that like so, and then seeing Sid and his journey, like, really eating righteously. And I realized, like, I'm not, I'm not eating righteously. My energy was low. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even function at high level because I was always tired, always sleeping, always that. So, having him around and seeing, hey, man, he's eating, he's in month after month, he eating those things. He, he's not concerned. He see my wings, see dames. He might have been tempted, but he like, yeah. <laughs> wings, wings, yeah, in the trap, I've thrown something in the trash. I see, like you said, dames, wings, right. stop, Popeyes, and I'm like, I'm not being judgmental. Yeah. I'm like, and it goes back to the point where I said like, G, when he, he wouldn't have got to this point as far as prioritizing himself if I would have tried to move the needle for him or push him. It's just like, I'm seeing those things and I'm like, I know G, like, I, I I don't I had this conversation with somebody. I'm like, he lived with me long enough. He gonna make some like it's, it's, you can't see somebody 
doing better that you feel or you feel like you 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 you're lacking that area. You see somebody doing better, you just know too much to just see that and just just let it rise. So I I, I, I yeah, I just I live in that moment. Like I knew I knew he would get to this point, and we at that point. Like I, I I'm I'm. Six months. I'm telling you, first six months, I did not touch a pan. Like, didn't touch a pan. Like, it was it was like that, man. So, just having those mini convos and just thinking, like, yo, one, I owe, and also, two, lastly, and we're going to continue moving on the joint, I know I had to come back because I owed it to too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, I owed the people, like, whoa, that sacrifice, like, bruh, did so much. Like I said, he put in a lot of groundwork. You know, he got paid for it, but still, was it a discount? It was a Greg rate. Like, it's, it's still, like, he put yeah, in work. Whoa. Put out of the woe. There were so many people that played Today's a part. Price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's price. Today's yeah, price is not yesterday's yeah, yeah. price. <laughs> so it's like there's so many people throughout my journey that like stayed, stayed with it. My mom, my brother. Like, to be honest, I in my future family, I, I have to. Then now I woke up. There's a responsibility, responsibility, not only so say if I hide my light, right? The networks that I build, like right now, year off, they still, I'm still rocking. But I say if I if I damage life ever in ten years, where Zaire, he needs, a, he's he's going to college, and he maybe need a recommendation or he needs scholarship money. Like the the route that I'm going on, the trajectory I've always been on, where I can make, I can call Tansomar, like, hey, let's let's do that. Like I'm training in that direction. And shoot, I didn't gave fifty grand that university, so I'm training in that direction, right? Like I'm training in the direction where um, somebody need a job at. Whoever, I know everybody everywhere is like they can get a job, but you dim them life for too many long, people they forget you. They forget your name forgotten. So now how can you help your family? When your brother get out of jail, are you gonna be able to give him a job? Mm-hmm. Like you are you gonna give him advice or a job? Mm-hmm. Like what, what is that what is that? Your parents, when they become sick and then they need to move in or need to retire, who's gonna pay for that? Like this is responsibilities that's coming my way that it sounds good right now. I'm making I'm making up bread for me and doing that, but what is my what's my influence? What is my impact? So I said, nah, I have to, this is finally, it finally got to the point in my relationship with Jazz, in my relationship with my parents, everything, where it finally became, I've said it before, but it finally became bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we go. That's, that's where we're going. This, uh, this makes me think of uh, the quote they always use, um, iron sharpens iron. I think there's an extra kind of dots to that. Iron sharpens iron at the right time. Like so many different times you you know, may be feeling dull, you're not all the way spent. And if you get sharpened too early or in the wrong time, you could ruin the blade. Yeah. You know, but I mean, being in situations where you can sense how another person is moving, kind of knowing when you need to be uh, sharpened at the right time, that is sometimes a lot better than always going back and sharpening, a, 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 you know, iron. Oh. In this case, I feel like it is a um, a perfect time in which you should sharpen that iron. It's just not always being sharpened. Uh, perfect perfect opportunity, I think, in this case, to, to really see that in example. When you're being close to somebody in living capacity, just their example of how they're moving in the moment gives you that motivation. That's iron and sharp and iron at the right time. And I'll also add, I forgot to mention, because uh, I want to, I do want to give some type of tips and stuff like that. A couple, one, the core, the core thing that, that sparked it back up, that sparked everything, was one, um, me and Mike, we had a, a, a call where we knew, because that's Mike, that's my, one of my other brothers, I, he knew we, like something was just off. And we were talking, was like, yo, my relationship with God wasn't, wasn't where it needed to be. But not just simple as just reading the Bible. I was like, yo, I needed to, like, I just needed the, the, the right energy around me consistently. 
So that's when we started the prayer call. So it was just me, Mike, um, and uh, me, Mike, my boy Terry, and we 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 pray every Friday. We every Friday at eight a.m. And that was the first thing I said. I need to be around some spiritual energy of brothers where I can share stuff with consistently. Like not just like when I see him, but boom. So that was the first first thing. Then my boy Terry started this thing called Merry Mondays, where he had other married brothers that shared. It's not um, we didn't broadcast it too crazy because we want to still be intimate, but. So brothers just share like how to, how to how to grow in your relationship, how to look at things differently, how you do things of that nature. Because I, I realized that, um, especially for anybody that's out there attacking your goals, sometimes when you're when you're not attacking your goals in the way you think or the way you would like, it's not that you need to go hard at the goal. You need to go. You need to look, do a self evaluation of where 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 are the five states of readiness, like what financially, emotionally, physically, like work on those things, and then so when you get there, you can stay there. Like, cause if you don't, you can get there, but can you stay there when emotionally something goes left and you don't have a community of brothers or people or women around you to uplift you? Or when, when, it, when it goes there, when a project goes, if you don't have a well of resource, people that respect your work and enough know to give you, like, you can't, you can't sustain that. So I definitely think those things and having those conversations, and you, think you hit on it too, man, and hopefully that's what this podcast and then also the next generation of what the content I want to produce, it's hard for for brothers to when they going through stuff to really like you said sit down and let's just talk. That doesn't mean like you're mentoring me or you lecturing me like like it really is. Like it was it was it, during those times and those in those seasons and I I understand why that happened like even when stuff got behind with the bread like uh, luckily I knew your your we have a kindred spirit where I don't even have to talk it's already it's whatever but what would have what would have happened if we just feel like yo bass I'm going through this like what like I need, I need support and help. Like what, like what, what would have happened? And then after, like what happened when I came, when I called you after? Like yo, we just we really talked. It was like yo, nothing has passed, and we w immediately went to work together. Like even when Sid, luckily over time, even when we were because there was months, it, it wasn't months we didn't talk, but it was just we were not in the same thing. Like literally same house a whole month. He wouldn't see me, I wouldn't see him. Like like the first three months because he was he was dealing with it. He wasn't even at the crib for two months, mm -hmm. and then getting back and then I was traveling so much and then it came where I didn't leave my room and then it got to a point probably was probably weird because I didn't leave my room so much if I saw him it's like damn are we, are we like hold up like it's weird no, I don't want to call it at <laughs> yeah. all so it can get there but it's it's just it's 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 really good you have to have a community in this game in anything if you don't have a community if you don't have it set up and you're not in a community with the right people. If you're a sing, if you if you single trying to get married, don't have a community with all single women. That doesn't make sense. Brothers too. Like if you're trying to, especially you're trying to grow and get better. Like like make be, be sure you're intentional about everything that's around you, um, and then it'll grow, man. But yeah, let's keep it let's keep it rocking, man. Damn. All right, so take us back to 2021. First drop of the new year. We done been through 2020. Yeah. We done risen, fall, risen again. Now we're at a place where we about to, you know, we about to really possibly take this whole thing to the next level. And the first post of the new year is, <laughs> you're late. Talk about that. How did the relationship in this moment take front and center coming into 2021? Yeah, it was, it was crazy because, you know, me, I always keep 100. She going to be like, why is he selling so much stuff? I'm not Jada picking this joint, though. I ain't going that deep. I'm not like doing that and all that stuff but it was like it was literally after we just had a uh a, a not a good conversation i was like we were in we were in the mountains and it just wasn't stuff it was just going left and i was like but then i thought about it um and i was like man it's a birthday 
And I never, outside of, I'm not, I, I ain't saying names, but the first, only, only posted one girl ever on my social media was my girl. That was in college. And I was real, and that's when I was finding my language on social media. But I was, I was real, it was real lovey that It didn't work out. I felt foolish by even posting her. And then I was like, yo, you know what? I don't, until I'm married, my goal, I, I always said, until I'm married, I'm not posting nobody on social media. It is what it is. Like, I'm not, I'm not into that. But what it meant to me, man, one, I wanted to let her know, and I don't think it really bothered her that much, but who knows? It's like, one, that not only I'm comfortable claiming her and being with her behind closed door people that know me, it's like, nah, like, that's, that's that's my woman like that is that is that is that is my queen like that is um that is beginning now my everything now but beginning to get that I'm not I might have misspoke that but y'all know what I mean she knows what I mean but it was a uh, it was like yo and but the biggest thing was the what was the I had to take my ass myself what was the fear behind that for all those years even in my past relationship like she probably felt the way it was two years I never posted I never, nobody ever saw anything about it if you didn't know you didn't know. But it was a it was a fear, one, of you put something out there and it don't go right. Mm-hmm. It was a fear of two being tracked all the time. Like, yo, you on social media, you online, like, oh love, what you, you what you eating that? You ain't tell me like just little stuff like you ain't tell me you went to Chipotle. Like, what you dance for? Like, what are you doing? Like those little things matter, bro. I was like, nah. Build up. I don't want to enter that stuff in my relationship. I just, let me be agnostic. Like, why are you there? You said you was going here at five o'clock. Like, why are you there? So I'm like, nah, let me not go that route. Um, and then two, and it, this wasn't the reason, but early a lot of times my reason for not posting on social media, because like, as a man, it's just, you just want to, you just want to keep, not keep your ops open, but you just don't want to enter that route. You want to kind of be agnostic until you in the game. But I know in the moment I said, yo, in order for me to take the first test four, I can't operate in fear. I can't operate in fear of what if it don't work. If it don't work, it's okay. Like, nah, nah, you need, if you're going to come back, what is something that's been doing up this time that's held you down? What has been something that held you down, but also pushed, literally pushed you to grow as a man? Like, you know, women are so, are very complicated. They'll push you into areas you don't want to know, especially certain type of women. And the type of women my girl is, is like, in order to operate in, in this realm of her, she had to push me over this last year to remind me. And it took so long. And she was a person that reminded me of who I was outside of God. Like, she reminded me because she was not happy with, <laughs> with, with just the regular me. Like, she was not. It was, a, it was an underlying. And not to say, who knows, by the time the content, she's still maybe coming around. But it was an underlying issue of like, yo, this ain't, this ain't what I signed up for. I love him to mm-hmm. death. He's responsible. But it's like... And I was like, nah, I'm going to honor her and know that I'm, I'm not fearful of, of claiming her. But most importantly, I'm not fearful of if it doesn't work, then, and it's going to work, but it's like, I'm just, I'm out there. And then that releases me to say, hey, I'm out here with the podcast. And also too, I'm out here now, I'm, 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 I'm out here to be held accountable as well. Now, you know, I got a girl. So the people that's like, it just, it's, it's, it was a long time coming, but it happened in the right space. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It was it was shocking to me too. But I said, nah, man. Like this, it's the time. Hey, man, the right woman will put you in your place. <laughs> and you I would want you, to be there. You it would want to be. It there. wasn't gonna be until I popped the question. Like I was like, that, seriously, I was I was standing on that hill. But then I was like, like nah. I had to get on social media at some point because I said that I was everything was clicking. But I was like, I'm not about to 
like, nah, I can't. I, it was not right to come back, and I'm just like, you knew agnostic. you were gonna get away with that this yeah. time. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's you, you knew that was you knew that was not gonna ride at all. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, uh-uh. and uh, in, in relationships, man, um, kind of different than, than friendships, right? Where you could kind of take a step up. You can't step as far back in relationships. Um, in this kind of iteration, y'all are in a year, right? Uh, what's your biggest takeaway in the year? Has there been like moments where you want to step up and step back in that space? Uh, for all of us that are kind of juggling career, uh, personal life, and then a relationship, you know, kind of give us some of the biggest takeaways. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm going to answer it. I'm going I'm to open it up a little bit. I think one was the biggest takeaway is how far I had to go in love and what it meant. Um, my past relationships... I think one area I was a I have one speed, like I, from I, I I didn't change I didn't adapt it wasn't like oh I see you like this a certain way I'm gonna do that there was no levels to my romantic game it was like I was because I'm a robot because I needed for me as a, the man at depressive like I need I need a journal I need I need routine so we went to the same restaurant we were gonna do the same things so I think I realized. With with her has taught me about how much I'm always going to grow in 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 understanding a woman like and 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 you can and you're going to attest to that like it is not oh you cool you do this you do that you're good to go I just always thought I was going to be that guy like hey as long as I'm doing what I need to do like I can get along with any woman it's not the case um, you have to really you got to intentionally grow you got to be there's a lot of areas you gotta you gotta work on and work in intentionally if you want to have a fruitful relationship. So that's that's the biggest thing I tell you. Like every day I remind you, like yo, I gotta I gotta grow how I love. I gotta grow the depth of of, of how like what is like oh in college, bro. Like I didn't go on no dates. Let me see what's talking about the other. I didn't I didn't we didn't go on dates at Auntie with the bros. Like we didn't go on no dates. If anything went on dates, people were paying for us. Like what do you mean? Like I didn't. I mean use our statements, bro. Yeah, oh yeah, we making it yeah, sound yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, radical yeah, out here right now. Me, that, we were chivalrous now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were moments. Yeah, there were moments. But it's like so. I think that's kind of what I've I've learned. But I want to throw that question back at at you, not to put you on the spot, Bass. But it's like I know you're a married man and. Like what if what if you got during this pandemic, like how you love your wife, especially as a, as a, as a new father as well. Man, um, first of all, shout out to any relationship that made it through this pandemic. <laughs> um, I think it's very real to be committed to somebody through um, one of the worst times in the nation in the world history, right? Like you had to be stuck with somebody in a house for a year, a whole solid year. Um, and we saw a lot of shakiness in a bunch of different ways. You know, everybody does. But uh, to realize that you're on a solid foundation, to get to the point where um, both of us A-type personalities always grinding, to have a moment to just sit and focus. Of course, first thing we did, we had a kid in the mix. <laughs> uh, and then that created its own sense of, set of challenges, right? I was one of the cats that was always very interested in having um, all of my professional career set up. So that way, when I got a wife... You know, the whole marriage, household, everything would just be cookie cutter, step by step by step. Doesn't happen like that. We'll never finish working on ourselves. Uh, the person that I was, even when I proposed to my wife, is not the person that I am right now. And I think for me, um, some of the biggest takeaways in this year in the moment of pandemic is um, establish that real understanding first. Uh, a lot of people call it a friendship, but a lot of friendships aren't based in understanding, they're based in necessity. 
And I think after you kind of get that friendship, there still needs to be a set of boundaries, right? If I got to step back, I need a day or two to kind of reflect. I need to be able to communicate that to let her know what's going on. And I don't need to operate from a sense of weakness, but a sense of masculinity. Like it's a masculine trait to be verbal about your emotions, not to be weak or not even masculine or feminine. It's just a strong trait in relationships. And so I'm really learning that in the moment. Um, being around a wife and a kid 24 hours a day also puts in your mind, especially if you're high excelling, uh, the fact that you really do have to reprioritize. When you have a, a serious committed relationship, that is the priority. Mm -hmm. And and to say that you are going to keep working at the same pace and putting out things at the same pace is really cheapening and cheating a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it's showing your partner that they may not necessarily be the top priority. Mm -hmm. Same thing that comes with the kid. It, the first three months, man, <laughs> it rocked my world. Um, from the standpoint of just having to take care of somebody 24-7. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it brings a deeper sense of purpose. Like you said, like you realize, you know, you some people you just can't let down ultimately. And especially the person that you pledge your life to and then the person that you uh, decide to bring into this world, it puts a whole nother level of responsibility and grind to it. Um, even though you have to take a step to reprioritize your kind of situation and, and some of the things you're working on, you gain tenfold because you know you have a solid partner. Somebody's going to rock with you. Um, and that ain't always perfect. But every single day knowing that you got somebody that's going to go for you mm -hmm. and you all are going for something bigger, be it a, a, a whatever relationship goal or whatever child, mm -hmm. that puts it on a whole another different level. Because mm -hmm. most people are just excited to see you do you. Um, it doesn't necessarily add value to them. But to know that everything you do from being here at 10, 11 o'clock at night yeah. is adding value there and then keeping that priority, it makes it all worthwhile, man, in a real way. And I got a question for you, Sid, but I do want to ask one thing because I want to highlight it too for my girl, as well as others. Like, what do you do when? Because I know this probably being, and don't, I don't want you to get in trouble either. Uh, <laughs> at times, end of the year, bro. Yeah, I know. End of the year. <laughs> it's times a relationship where is it? Let me ask you like this: Is there ever been a time in your relationship with your wife that you y'all did not y'all on the same page? Y'all didn't like each other. Not like you just won't. It was like yo, like it was some. Yo, but like, can you walk me through that? Because most married, a lot of time we don't, if you're not intentionally having married or talking to married men and learning from them, you you don't know how to, like, some people don't know how to deal with the situation. Like, there's times when you probably like, I don't, I don't really like you. Like, I love you. I don't like you. I don't really. So how do you deal with that? Has that happened to you before? Uh, fortunately, I love my wife. And that includes extra, extra like all the time. So if I give this example, you know what I mean? It's maybe just something I'm, nah. Uh, to, be, to be quite honest, man, um... Gee. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. um, I see you politic. He trying to he trying to figure out how I'm gonna answer this question. How I'm gonna get a raw answer, but still have, like keep keep the shade on. Alright, so the the I love my wife. I'm gonna start off by saying that, right? Yeah. Um certain things will happen in the in the relationship that I don't like. When that happens, the immediate thing I do is is I don't approach it like from the standpoint of being verbal. I think about it, um, especially if it's something like, you know, two or three hours later, I'm still pissed off. I don't even want to talk to her, look at her. 
uh, my first inclination is check myself because nine times out of ten, it's not something that she's done. Yeah. It may have been something that she said, but she didn't even have a context of how close I was to the edge <laughs> of that traumatic experience. <laughs> and so before I think about it, you know, um, really picking the little nitpicky thing that she said that triggered the experience or the, the feeling on my end, I got to think about where am I? Yeah. You know, what conversations have I had today? What have I done in the past 48 hours? You know, who, who has uh, said something to challenge me? And now because she asking about, you know, uh, going to a different spot that I picked for dinner is the place that I wanted to go, <laughs> yeah. you know, why am I really wilding out about that? I mean, ultimately, too, uh, it's not always on us, right? Regardless, yeah. there may be something going on with her. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a way you got to go about doing that, too, right? If I know that uh, her balance is off, uh, we just not, you know, seeing eye to eye right now. I'm not just going to automatically go to, ah, what's wrong? You know, we got to figure out steps. I miss, I'm, I'm Mr. Ricky. I still be like, yo, what's what's wrong? What can I do? And it's like, get away from me. I'm like, bro, what's wrong? I'll keep, what's wrong? Like, or she hit you with a quick nothing yeah, and then yeah. you'd be like, you're off to something else. Why well, didn't ask you one time? Yeah. Now you got to, I mean, just like you approach romance, you got to approach the challenge in the same way. You know, you got to be tender. Um, you might want to start out playing some music on the phone before you get into the real deep conversation. You may want to get, you know, a little favorite snack or something like that from downstairs and bring it up and then y'all ease into it. Uh, because, you know, even the even in the most, uh, I guess, heated moments, that's still your unit. You know what I mean? Like you you don't want to do her greasy because you don't, you know, that that's not how you want the relationship set up. But I, I will say uh, there are times where we are challenged with, with very strong um, feelings about how we've done and we try to check in. We went through this uh, session, too. I got a shout out Byron Benton. Aggie um, is a pastor in Charleston now. He has this um, philosophical approach to relationships based in like this African ideology called um, Imago Therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's really based in like centering every relationship you have is not based on, oh, I just met Sid or I just met G. It's based on everything I went through before I met Sid, everything I went through before I met G. And so in that space, you have to realize that you have to be more verbal um, especially in times where you think people know you the most, uh, is really the situation we need to be more verbal about what you've experienced and how certain moments lead you to certain end results. Uh, and really starting from a place of uh, how did what I do or what I said make you feel? Um, and being okay if it came across on the wrong way because if, if it offended somebody, especially your partner, then I mean, you got to recognize where that came from, traumatic experience or not. So got to shout out this Imago therapy. That's really been helpful. Um, and I think everybody should just go to therapy straight up, like personal relationship therapy. There is a line there because when I was uh, in my relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, you know, just dating, I don't think that's always necessary at the time. If you have to go to relationship therapy in the midst before you even get to that space, you should go to personal therapy first. Mm -hmm. Check in with yourself and then kind of figure out what relationship therapy. But relationship therapy is when you're really down for that ring, when it's that time. I know about it. Um, but now nah, let's start with you because it's, it's crazy. We got a, the alternate, like during the pandemic, new father, uh, marriage, et cetera. And then now during the pandemic, single brother. And it's like just going through like, so how, how has it been? What have you learned about yourself and just the whole experience now, like as a as a man going through this? Um, yeah, as a single man. Um, well, the context of relationship. I mean, I think like I've I'm a I'm a real mellow, not, not get too high, not get too low type of uh, type of dude. Um, and generally speaking, 
to certain levels, like all the people in my circle, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're around like-minded people. So I know sure we can all relate on some level. Um, so for me, like in a relationship context, first of all, I'll back up and say the biggest thing for me is, was un accepting that men or women are just different creatures. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there are two sexes. There's a man and a woman. If we were both alike, there would only be one sex. And that's a, I don't know what, what kind of world that'd be. But we are different creatures. We're motivated by different things. And I had to accept that because in just my past relationships and with dating, there's just certain situations. And I'm just like, that doesn't, for me, like it, this, this seems very simple. I, it's not that deep. Um, why is this necessary? Like, it's like, why, why, like, you, I'm asking you, like, somebody asks you a question instead of trying to answer the question, you're like, why are you asking me that question? You, you're, you're, it's like banging your head up against the wall, um, in that context. So I had to accept that. And the next, the next step, biggest step, and I'm still working on that, obviously. The next step is, like, I realized I understood, like, how to, a try, how to catch a woman's attention, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I'm, I'm a former basketball player. I'm a collegiate athlete. Like, I'm, I'm this height. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm in shape to a certain, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, I can catch somebody's attention, but I had no idea what it took to, once you get in the mix with somebody, how to maintain it. And the maintenance part is the hard part. Like, the attraction, that, that's easy. You don't, you don't have to, you only put a limited amount of effort into that. But when you, you in the mix with somebody one-on-one, they coming to you with, this is what I need from you. You going to them. This is what I need from you. And y'all try to got, you, you have to find a happy medium. Um, it's difficult. And you know, like I always haven't been the best with dealing with situations that made me uncomfortable. Just like G said, I have a propensity to, Ooh, let me, let me retreat. Let me like, I, let me, let me let, let the smoke clear a little bit and let me come back. And it's just like, you can only avoid some forever. Like you got to address it. So with dating, um, you know, once you once you some, find somebody that you're interested in, once you get past that initial step, okay, let's see where is this going with that person. Trying to figure out their nuances. How often do they like to communicate? Um, how often do I like to communicate? And then finding a happy medium. Um, and I was having a conversation with with G recently. It was just like you could you could think you the 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 manliest man or this type of guy or I got it figured out. And then you get into whether you're dating a woman, a relationship or a marriage, whatever stage you're in, it was just like that is going to push you to become the greatest version of yourself. Like un undoubtedly, because it's going whatever, you know, nuances or, or, or cracks in the armor, whatever, it's going to get revealed at some point. Like those, those it's, <laughs> it's going it's to get revealed like you cannot. <laughs> exactly. And it's like when you dating, you can kind of. You can kind of hide behind a little bit, you know what I'm saying? We in a relationship, you're a little more exposed. I'm not married, so I've only been as far as being in a relationship, but I was previously engaged before. So um, I can only imagine, like, in a bad situation, like, keep, uh, crossing over to the marriage threshold, just how much even more those things. You can't hide. You, there's, no, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to run. So um, the things about you that you know, like, you... you you're 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 perceived like this person think you got it together. You can even convince yourself that you got it together. But if you really don't, it's gonna get revealed. So really, having to do that work, um, you don't have to have it all figured out. But do at least have a foundation of I can build from this. Whether it's going to therapy, uh, whether it's going being out the dating game for a minute and just saying okay, like let me really 
Like I'm, I'm in these situations, I'm dating, it's not working out. Like I really like this person, this person walked away. I was willing to walk away, just like, okay. Like I'm the common denominator in this, so I need to really figure out what it is that I need to fix and then um, get to a good place with that. And if the other person is in a good place with that too, y'all come together, the only thing you have to try to figure out is the interaction between the youth. You're not trying to fix you and them and y'all together. You're just trying to make together work. So I think that's the point where I'm at and I'm, I'm, st I'm still single, so I'm still growing. I'm still having these conversations with, with G who's in a relationship, with Bass who's married, um, and I don't get to see Bass as much, but whenever we do come together, we're gonna have, we talking about it on the podcast, best believe we talking about it yeah, in the background. In. Like yeah. we trying to, you know what I'm saying? Everybody trying to get to that point. We at that age where we want to leave a legacy. We want to have families. You know, you're seeing uh, these beautiful, beautiful unions coming together. And it's like, it's a part of you that wants it, no matter how we, how much I try to, uh, or we try to suppress it or hide from it. Like at the end of the day, like you're a human. You, you want that comedy, you want that community and community starts with family. So I'm just working every day to try to figure it out. And so I can get to that point and, and which will lead ultimately to a healthy relationship. That makes me think too. Um, most guys I know suffer from great guy syndrome, right? Like we, in our mind, we want to be a great guy. And we are generally good guys um, to the point to where if somebody, especially a significant other, challenges one thing, she's actually trying to make you a great guy or really just kind of bringing out an observation, but in, in your mind is devastating. Mm -hmm. It's like, golly, like I'm trying so hard to be a great guy that this one thing that you're bringing to my attention, is this really what you're going to bring to my attention? Mm -hmm. In reality, bringing up one thing doesn't negate all the other good things mm -hmm. you do. You're still a great guy. But it just shouldn't land on us that we got to be, you know, 100% perfect in that same kind of cookie cutter mentality. That great guy syndrome hurts a lot of us in relationships. And that's a good segue because I know we about to we about to, to close the books, man, because it's full for a preview. Man, I got these brothers out 1030, the married brother kid. I know wife like, what the f is going on? Like, what are y'all niggas doing? I mean, what are y'all guys doing? <laughs> so we, we get that couch. Yes, yeah. He done made lamb chops on the grill and I probably done messed up the whole evening. But it's all good because guess what? He get there. The son going to be in the bed right there looking at him like, yo, dad, I'm in the middle of this thing. But uh, in, the flesh. in the flesh, man. But I, I will say, man. And to, to tie a knot in that, it is kind of crazy in society. It's, it's hard because if you're not intentional, having a conversation with other brothers that are are, are married or all this stuff about relationships, etc. Not like, oh, this is the bad, but like, how can you grow? What tools are you using? Scenarios, situations, because you look at music or look at TV, you only see the end results. You see the, already see the family. You already see the sex. You already, the lyrics, you already, they, they done hit the chick already. They done got the top. They don't talk about any of the other stuff. Like, it's just all that. Like, but the, the meta in relationships, like, what do you do when, what do you do when your partner says they don't like you? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, as a man, your ego is just like, boom. Do you get out of the way? Do you leave? Like, what do you do when you somebody tell you you need to step up your sex game? What do you do with that? Like in relationships, like and when you in casual flings, hey, they get in and out. What do you do with your partner? Be like, hey, it ain't enough. Right. Where we where we at? We're round three, round four. And you like in your head, you like you like I, you had, like I never went to round three. In your head, you like I remember God, I used to go for like third five, and then it's like, dang. I got you had to reevaluate some things. You didn't call brothers and be like, hey, what, what are you using any supplement? What you using? Like, oh, I need to get my diet right too. Like, I need to, I need to work on myself. So it's like yeah, shout out to Green Tea. Yeah, shout out. It's, it's a bad place. Uh, I'll just be quick when like if the if the attachment is the only thing that's holding you together, is you might as well start yeah. counting down. If it's like I don't like you, 
I, I'm not I'm not fulfilled with you emotionally. I'm not fulfilled physically. None of that. I'm just attached to you. So that would be we, you hanging on by a string. So that's yes. not a good place to be. Nah. Yeah. So you got to you got to. But those are conversations you got to have. And brothers got to feel open to because if you don't, that's why a lot of our some many. Of, I'm not going to say many. I'm just, some of our parents and our elders that you look like, yo, their relationships are good, but they never hit great. Mm. And it's not because they didn't they didn't have greatness within them. But do they really have a community of brothers mm. and people around them, brothers or sisters, a network to really talk through relational stuff? Mm. Do they really seek the therapy? Do they really take it to that next level? You don't have to do a marriage in 50 years, but if you want a vibrant one, you're going to ask those things, and those things don't normally come up. So, But I guess we can transition to the, to, to, to the close, man. Like, what's next? So, yeah, I mean, tell us, man. We, we, we've been a lot of places in a short period of time. We'd have covered two years. Yeah. Uh, now we are right now in the now, man. Uh, what can we expect in this new format? Um, these episodes are going to be dropping. You got Black History Month coming. You share with us a lot, not just about the podcast, but also about G. Tell us what's on the horizon. Uh, yeah, man. We got 21 days left in this month or something like that, three weeks in. So I'm releasing the whole season eight this um over the next three weeks so 20 20 21 episodes they're all going out um probably like in the span of we'll do probably like four every thursday i'm gonna figure it out but we just dropping them um dropping them like hey they gotta get out then we'll come back black history month with a shout out to all the pr people and all the other folk that blowing up the inbox got a couple hundred interview requests so we're gonna get to that Uh, i'm not gonna do all of them but sorry uh, but yeah, we're gonna back in two month. We'll be right back, join right back in the thing. Um, I am excited uh, about a couple new projects. Uh, I don't know the timing yet, but I'm also gonna be launching the Greg E Hill show. Um, so it's gonna be different than my No Trouble the podcast. My No Trouble is more like business one to one experiences. The my show is gonna be more so. I'm gonna have different themes. It's gonna be different layers. But the core theme of it is going to be very conversational. We might have brothers come and talk about abortions and how they deal with it. Like, who, who talks about that like that? Like, how, how do you mostly deal with abortion as a, as a brother? Like, what did you go through? Maybe we might bring some spot. Like, we might have marriage talk. We might have different talks. I might bring in a sex therapist. Who knows? I, I probably won't go that route. But I'm just going to be going. Like, I'm really going to dig into some real topics and things that I want to talk about. Like. I know trouble is sometimes I'm doing great interview, but it's not stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. I don't really care about no, your healthcare startup. I really don't. It's cool, and I can get deep with it. I can kind of medicize, but like, no, nah, I want to talk about what's on my mind with other like-minded regular folk. Don't need to be celebrities. I don't care about that. Because at the end of the day, one of my goals with this, not just to have a great podcast show, bump that. Nah, I wanted to 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 be a, a male to a certain degree, Oprah. I wanted to be the like the Arsenio Hall used to have a show back in the day. So instead of me waiting for BET to call me, it's like, nah, I can, we can create BET. Me and Walt talked about having a studio a year ago. And the plan was a year ago, but I wasn't ready for that emotionally. Yeah. Financially, I was ready. But emotionally, was I able to kind of go through and, and, and do that? Nah, I wasn't yet. So now the time is going 2022. Like, we're bringing it, we're going to have a show, working on the studio thing. Um, and it's going to be just a brand new experience, brand new vibe. Um, I'm really excited about it. So that's cool. So MTB, we're just going to keep the party rolling. I'm inspired by Kevin Hart in a sense where I'm like, Kevin Hart is in all these movies, but he still got all these shows. He has a radio show, multiple radio shows, got the Cold as Ice joint in all these movies, got his podcast. And I'm like, so now nah, I can do two shows because we still, Minority Troubles and Media is still here. 
Like the network is still alive and popping. Um, but now it's like, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I'm a lead the front man to, I'm a, I'm gonna be the front leader in that. And then we're going to see where it goes. And the last thing is continue to expand my North Trailers media. Um, and what we do as far as developing original content for corporations and nonprofits, et cetera. Um, shout out in, in, uh, in collaboration with Feral 27 um, and Evans Audio and Skyport Drones. A lot of brothers I'm with. Just creative strategies and, and really taking that to the next level. Working with Woe on a lot of things as well. Man, like now is the time. Finances, we in order through through blessings, through God, through people like yourself, everybody else. Um, emotionally, I'm I'm getting to it because I'm I'm still I'm still raw, but I'm I'm but I'm 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 I'm, I'm the right type of raw. I'm, I'm I'm the raw as far as I'm healing raw as opposed to I'm hurt raw. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So in that place, physically, we getting into we lot. Then we gonna we gonna drop 15, and now it's a, it's a righteous 15, not because I'm dieting. But it's like, no, I'm eating. I'm feeling good eating the right foods. I'm, I want to go to the gym. I want to be locked in because I realized, like, I need that energy to do it. Like, I, back in the day, you just 22, you got the natural energy. Now, it's like, if I'm not in shape, I can't do that at a high level. Um, so, yeah, man, I think that's, in a nutshell, what we're working on, what people can know to expect and what they can see in 2022. Um, I know 22, I'm going to go crazy hard. 2023, I don't know. God, let me see 2023. I don't know. Um, we'll probably do a slight pivot because I, I've realized too about energy management. Um, what I don't want to do is like go so go crazy six months and then six months I'm out. Like now, nah, and, and then personally too, I know we're gonna ask that. But I'm gonna jump to it because we got to get out of here. Personally, man, I mean, hopefully I plan on being married like um, in 2022. Like I pretty plan on making those steps, man. Who knows? But you know, you start putting stuff like that on podcast, then stuff can either blow up or it can, it can rise. But yeah, man, I plan on. Um, just making making those next steps, man. Like that's I never, a big announcement to make right now. Just to drop that man, thing, bruh. It, it is, but like I said, win, lose, or draw. If it don't work, it, I mean, I'm not gonna talk like that. You know it's gonna work, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Hold pressure. Nothing back. I know, I'm putting pressure on it now because if it don't work, the girl's gonna be she gonna get attacked online. Like what the hell? How could you do this stuff, brother? It's gonna brother? go viral in yeah, a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Off the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, young dog, crazy. That's why I like my show too. Because I mean, there's so much stuff going on in this community, like especially the work that specifically y'all doing in Advanced Carolina and NC Black Alliance. I know this is not the place for it, but I have to plug like there's so much real stuff that's going on that has to be elevated. In a, in a, and we already talked about it years ago in a multi layered approach, not just a ham fisted policy. Uh, look at House Bill 202 because people are like, what the what's that? But that's really House Bill 220, like that really is fetting a lot of people. Like breaking stuff like that down, really having those huddles and bringing those lives, like. We have to do that. There's too many homeless kids that's going, there's too many homeless people in general with homeless kids during this holiday season. There's so much going on. So I said, my own trouble is positive. I can highlight it, but my own show, I can really do it how I want to do it, man. So I'm excited about what's coming next. I'm excited about really working with my brothers. And now we're all, I feel like we're all in a good place too. Like we're all moving forward. We all have, we're all physically, majority of us get physically getting better. Financially, we're getting better. Everything is getting better. So now is the time um, to pop out and um, and dominate 2022. And um, lastly, on that note, man, um, I always think about what's the theme, what's the theme. And I talked about it on uh, the last episode. The theme for this year and going forward is, especially next year, don't dim your light. Mm. That's it. That's good. That's what I want everybody to do. Like, don't dim your light. And those challenging at times where you like, yo, I don't, I don't feel like doing it. Like, learn from me, man. Don't waste a year. Like, even though I learned from a year, it was still a whole year. People die in years. Yeah. 
companies change in years. People change in years. Like relationships change in years. So luckily I have a support system, people like, well, whatever, but it's it's like don't 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 waste too much time. Because as we've seen during this pandemic, as we've seen through life, a lot of stuff is not promised and people and things will change. You can change. So don't dim your light, stay locked in, um, and get excited because yo, we back. <laughs> One more year to change the culture. Man. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. So I guess, I mean, shoot, we 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 wrapping up, man. So I, I wanna say this last part word, first and foremost. I want to thank you, brother, man, for, bro, three, four hours of your night out of the out of the blue. And I'm telling you, I'm not just being hyped. This man is the most busy man I've ever met. Anybody can attest. He's always doing something or he should be doing something. Because in the politics space, every every time is borrowed time. With the wife, is just as busy with a kid, fresh off the grill, and came, got spiffed up to came and rock out with me. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, Sid, man, off the whim, blowing this phone up, asking all these questions a day, like making it happen. Appreciate, whoa, first time hearing his voice in a year. We texted two times. He was like, hey, I'm there. Like, what's up? Like, not too many people like that. Like, I'm there. After a shoot, he's a different dude, man. And for all, and most importantly, for all my um, my supporters, the fans, the listeners, etc., man, for y'all kind words and engagement over the last uh, year, years, seven years, man. Some of y'all been listening for really seven years. Like y'all seen every part of me. I share a lot on the podcast. Like y'all seen every part of me. Y'all still stay true, still show support and love, and that kept me stronger than I ever would have been by myself, man. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to my young boy, Justin Sexton. I got to hit you up, man. I love you, man. I really do. Um, so many others, man. I, I can't I can't name them all, man. Love you, mom, because I know you're listening, so I love you too. Um, man, it's, it's been a blessing. It's been an honor for the, to have this with y'all brothers here. Um, I'm more so, more so looking forward to what's next. Like I really am. I'm excited. I know it's a lot of work gonna be done. There's gonna be a lot of draining, a lot of a lot of grind. But yo, we built for it. But now, to close it, um, I think I'm wise enough to understand that changing the culture, it doesn't happen. And we know this. It does not happen in one night. It doesn't happen in a year. It doesn't happen in a lifetime. But what it do, it, it does happen when throughout the time you're learning from your peers, mm-hmm. and you're learning from them by asking the right questions. And then listening for the right answers. So going forward, it's like asking questions about energy management. How can I think like how can I manage my energy better? After all these years, like is the same start and stop and go. That's cool, but what is the, what is the flow in that start and stop and go that you can you can measure yourself so you don't over? Because I'm I'm not young anymore. I just can't like I I oh, I'm working up at four a.m. I'm like that like nah you, like figure out that what that looks like for you. I'm still figuring it out, but figure out what it looks like. But have that have that intent doing that. Figure out what it looks like to continue to, and I think we have that, maintaining relationships with your brothers, whether it's a prayer call, whether it's um, monthly meetings of a married brothers, like figure out what works for you to keep you at an optimal level. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm thankful for all y'all brothers, man. And as always, I got to end on this and y'all already know, as always, I need you, you right there that's listening or watching. And y'all can see I'm tired of my eyes, but I'm still got it. Y'all need you to continue doing that one thing and one thing only. What is that, Mr. Hill? Continue to change the freaking culture. And we out.